Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I'm going to try my best not to scream in your ear, but the way that I feel inspired, I'm ready to run all up and down somebody's church. Do you hear me talking to you? <sighs> all right. Listen, no time to waste. I am so inspired. The, <sighs> the last couple of days, and, and I'm, I'm not, ooh, I just, okay. I am just going to shoot from the hip. Literally need to overcome the need to retreat, quit something when I feel like I can do no more. <laughs> okay. And it's not because I've given it all that I can give. It just comes to a time that I ask myself, is it even worth it? Like I'm, I'm over it, which is why the last few conversations I've been having with you sounds a lot like getting strength from different places, seeing frustration from a different perspective and a different angle, E all the above. But let me explain something to you the way that God talks to me. That's why I keep my eye out for things and get inspired by things. And when I feel that revving up in me, I find my way to the phone so that we can both be revved up in the spirit. Do you hear me talking to you? Here's what I was doing. I'm over here minding my good grandbaby business, right? And I'm on YouTube and I'm doing all the things and I find myself from time to time looking down a particular video and it sends me down a rabbit hole of just liked videos. So I like track and field. I like to watch it. I ran it a couple of times as a youth, but nothing to uh, be bragging about, literally, because that grandbaby was like, <gasps> like Mm-mm. you got asthma? No, I'm just really don't want to do any more of this running. So I need to find a way to get out this race. Okay, great. And watching people run watching people do things I promise you it almost had a spiritual implication to it I don't think that I ever paid attention and I mentioned it in another conversation of people running a Olympic race with hurdles in it right that just like kind of like wow like how, how do you time that uh, 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 like how, how does that work because that's what it would sound like if I was in uh, like trying to you know get over that situation to test this up mm, do you time it like how do you train for that so when I'm inspired by something I, I don't just like oh, gloss over it I really take like a deep dive into the thinking field like uh, so how do you do a b and c so that has been the backdrop of me kind of thinking about how to carry myself in this thing called life so many times we see a hurdle and we like every time I look around at something and we get away from the lane because you know until until God moves the hurdle or until something happens that miraculously shifts this thing or maybe they can assign me to another lane that don't have a hurdle in it or another you know, part of the Olympic race that doesn't require for me to give myself to that degree like maybe if the situation changed then I can run the race that I feel would be the most comforting but what I am discovering in this thing in this journey called life is it's not about your comfort it's about your tenacity and the character behind that I am starting to see that the people who really win are the people who make no excuses when it comes to their calling that whatever is in your heart and if it's your heart's desires that you pair up with God and you have this no limit soldier massive p way of thinking that whatever God has you to do you're going to do it 
no excuses attached and you're going to get it done not in your own strength but if God gave you the strength you at least are going to use to full capacity what God gave you it is something about watching somebody win under circumstances that are not ideal that brings me to a place of let's go you understand me coming from where I came from having the parents that you did not may not have having the the childhood that wasn't the most ideal having the education that wasn't the most prestige not born with all the financial education that you needed not knowing really how to eat to your wealth not knowing that eating is actually is how you keep your health all these different things and to get to a place that you stand in shoulder to shoulder elbow to elbow knuckle to knuckle the people that may or may not have what you have but you still are equipped to be standing there do you understand that it is something about watching that experiencing that living that that is just like if you were the 67th chapter of the bible i would read you with with the with theme song music like something you understand and let me tell you what this is firing up at i'm getting ready to play this video Ooh, it is not my own. Whatever you need to go ahead and say, because I'm a good grandbaby. I don't want to be in nobody's copyright infringement case. Okay, have a nice day. This is not my video. I found it on a good grandbaby's YouTube. And when I tell you the way in which I, I, I'm inspired now, the way in which, and this is on the uh, channel for NBC Sports. But I never even heard of this person, but he going to ring bells forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. It's one thing to run a race. It's another thing, and I'm going to tell you what got my attention. It's another thing to run a race, and he had to jump over something higher than a hurdle. But not only jump over something higher than a hurdle, but he had to jump in water. Not only did Buddy jump in water, something happened. And I'm not going to give nothing else away. I need you to listen. If you never paid attention to nothing else, you better get close to the phone and listen to this. Do you understand me? I'm not threatening you. I just want to make sure you understand. Listen, I'm going to come back. I'm going to play this, and then we're going to talk about it because you know what it is. As the bell sounds here with one lap to go, all the major players here in this 3,000-meter steeplechase, Evan Jagger trying to break the Kenyan dominance in this event. No non-Kenyan has ever won a Diamond League title in this event. And all of a sudden, Elba Kali moves back, and you can almost sense now the crowd getting behind. Kipruto has been running without that one shoe for most of the race, and now is trying to chase Elba Kali down into the final water jump. This is amazing. Elba Kali has gone to the front, putting in the surge like he did several weeks back, but Consensus Kipruto is not letting him go. You can see the determination there on his face with one shoe. One final barrier to go. Elba Kali, can he hold off Kipruto? One shoe, one title for Consensus Kipruto in the men's 3,000 meter steeplechase. Elba Kali in second, and Jagger finished. <laughs> yo, yo, listen. Okay, let me explain something to you. 
This man, the pressure, the tenacity, the character, the let's go, the let's go. You mean to tell me, and I'm going to go ahead and set it up. The part that I didn't play was that the commentator, when the shoe originally came off, they were like, ooh, (laughs) okay, um, what he finna do, sir? (laughs) One of his shoes came off. And one of the commentators said, mm, but you know what? I don't think I'm, I'm not that nervous about it. Because as a child, he ran barefoot. Mm-mm. I'm going to have to do like a Baptist church. You didn't hear me. <laughs> you didn't hear. I'm not concerned about this hurdle, this, this trial, this inconvenience that he's currently facing because he dominated it in his childhood. Let me tell you how we look at situations. Why was I born in this family, Lord? It's not my I didn't choose the family that was poor. And all everybody else has shoes and I don't. And my feet, they hurt and it's like it's rough and I washed them and I even like soak them. But they don't get softer at the bottom like the other people. And, like, everybody's laughing at me. And they like, oh, you no shoes. We going to call you no shoe shell men. And they making up these names. And I just feel like, God, if you hear me, like, I was just, like, for my birthday and for Christmas, the one thing I keep asking for is, like, shoes. You crying about something that you have no idea is preparing you for your ultimate win later let me explain something to you this man had one shoe but he also had one mission you can literally see how excruciating it may have been I don't know if it was nerves I don't know if it was bruh sometimes you have to literally tap into another part of you so that what you are seeing doesn't equate and kind of derail what you actually want to see like, yeah, I know I don't, I don't got a shoe, but you know what? Definitely see that finish line. <laughs> so what's going to go ahead and give you more fuel? The no shoe so that it can deplete you or the finish line so that it can encourage you? Like what you want to do? Like that's what happened with Peter with Jesus, right? Peter was like, Lord, if that's you, call me out the boat, boy. Jesus was like, all right, let's go. Peter was like, cool, making my way downtown on the ocean just so I could see Jesus. And he made his way until he saw the waves and the wind. So now Peter had a fork in the road. What what are you going to pay attention to? The fact that you are starting to logically go, bruh, humans don't walk on water. Um, the waves and the wind, like this thing is looking serious. Or are you going to look to the thing that's adding to you and say, the only reason why I'm even able to do this is because Jesus is on the water. So as long as Jesus don't move, I'm good money, cash money records. As a matter of fact, let me heal and toe on his thigh. <laughs> you understand? Like, let me go ahead and just do the electric slide. You can see yeah. Like if it's going to be recorded that I walked on water, like let it be a show. You understand what I'm saying? And so you look at, you translate that over to this Caprudo person. And it's like, you know what? All right. It's a lot of pressure. No Kenyan has won this race before. That's exactly what the commentator said. No person in history. <laughs> I didn't do my Google research, but I'm going to go ahead and just be faithful in my stance. Uh, no person in history has won an Olympic anything with one shoe. Okay. People pulled their uh, hamstring and, oh, and you they look like they got shot. Right. You like, oh. Buddy, okay? Oh, it's just a hamstring? Oh, he limping, limping. Oh, okay, well, I guess it's over. You mean no Kenyan 
won the race. No shoe ever won in history. And none of that derailed you? Sir, let me explain something to you. Whatever you eat, <laughs> and it, it, it can't be nothing just physical. It got to be in the spiritual realm. Do you understand that it has to be something in you? That all of a sudden now the commentator is like, it sounds like the crowd is behind Caputo. Yes, because it is something about seeing somebody in the underdog stance. And when it, the crowd started getting involved in that, he bumped up from third to second, right? To be honest with you, would we, ha would we have given him any flack for being third with no shoe? No, that grandbaby did good. We would have gave him a hand clap of praise, okay? Gave him some aloe vera gel or something put on the bottom of, of that little thumper that he got now because clearly you uh, you hitting a different kind of pavement. And, um, you know, let's go out to eat like you did good. And for the rest of your life, you could have been like, bro, I, I came in third, but, but I had one shoe. Cool. But then when you went to the next level... And said, nah, third is not good enough. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to win. And you bumped up to second. The crowd was like, oh, good job. Okay. So now the story bumps up and it's a little bit more, <gasps> you know, breathtaking. Not only did he win second place, he won with no shoe. No Kenyan has ever won and got this close to blah, blah, blah. That still would have been a good grandbaby. Listen, that resume would have still been, you know what? That's pretty dope. For the rest of your career, you would have a second place something. But, you know, you had a little bit of a situation because it was no shoe. But he did not allow for his circumstances that were not ideal to take away the idea that he had in his heart. When you have the idea and the notion and you're like, I'm going to be number one, there should be nothing nothing that gets in the way of that if God already told you and gave you the grace to win your particular race I don't think any of us would have looked at him weird if he just went to went to the sideline like bro where is my shoe hey can you pass me yeah can, can you pass me my shoe we wouldn't have looked at him different we don't know the temperature of that payment we don't know all I know is that I see the track people's uh shoes and y'all got a couple of levers of uh you know, rubber and things that make your, your feet comfortable. I don't know what's going on, but I can tell you when I tried to walk on cement with a barefoot one time and it was hot, I got right back off of that. Hmm? Yeah, it's not my calling. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that ministry in my spirit, and I'm not going to fake like I do. When you see people win to this magnitude, when the circumstance is not ideal, but you change everybody's idea of you, when the circumstance is not ideal, but you give yourself no excuses to conform to what you don't want, when the circumstance is not ideal and you don't make the, you don't put yourself in a victim's shoe. <sighs> but he had one shoe, ma'am, sir, one shoe. So you talking about pressure? Again, no Kenyan has ever won this. This thing is being super televised. This is not your high school graduation. This is not your college. This is the Olympics, okay? Not only is there a huge crowd in this particular stadium, it's being televised, sir, in languages that you probably can't even como se dice, okay? That's what's going on. You got, and so something in you has to override the, the excuse that's being delivered and persuaded and handed out to you. Something in you has to say it would be real easy for me to just go on this green grass and say I tried 
I'll just try next year. I made it this far. I can make it this far again. Hopefully we can have two shoes at that time. But you made it. And the face of the dude that just thought he had it because he was just effortlessly in first place, both shoes in it, just gracing. When Buddy saw that <laughs> that Caputo was right next to him and then passed him, the first thing he did was lay on the floor after that like, you got to be kidding me. How much of a slap of a face, <laughs> slap in the face is it, to have someone exceed past you and not have the tools and everything needed that you had. That's why I don't look at people weird when she making that much money and she don't have a degree and I'm degreed. She looked like that and she got a wife. You mean to tell me buddy drive that car and he was able to pull her? You mean to tell me you better stop looking at what you have perceived as the perfect package to go ahead and consume a thing. And start looking at the fact that, listen, it's going to take more than a shoe to get me out my race. It's going to take more than a frustration to get me out my race. It's going to take more than just a minor discomfort to get me out my race. It didn't say his foot came off. It said his shoe came off. So I run with my feet. I don't run with my shoes. So, uh, yeah, like as long as I still got something, as long as God still gave me something, I'm going to work with the something. God's just going to have to bless it and make it supernatural. I know I'm not superwoman. I know I'm not superman. But as long as God put something on me, as long as God put his super on my natural, I'm going to win. Period. I know that it's hard to work under this particular supervisor, this particular leadership. But you know what? I, I, I don't need a win based upon who I'm under. It, at this point, I'm making sure that everything that I do is dope. And whatever God put on me to do is going to outshine the leadership and the lack of supervision and the lack of direction and all the lack thereof. But just because that leadership is in lack doesn't mean that I got to succumb to that. I'm not. That's not happening. Just because I come from a family that didn't know how to fill in the blank. Budget, finance, talk about their emotions. Have a calm way of dealing with something. Lack of patience. They all had tempers. Whatever you wanted to do. Just because you came from that doesn't mean that that has to be your storyline. It could look a lot different. It could look like, bro, you came, you went to another state with that amount in your account and just have faith that God was going to have to make a way. It could look a lot like, listen, don't have a whole bunch of relationship, you know, and fatherly examples. But what I do know is I'm going to be the best parent ever because I'm going to be an effective one. I'm going to be one that shows you when you're wrong, talks you through your, your character flaws, and make sure that I don't try to change you before you realize that God called you. Yeah, I don't have to have all these different titles under my belt for you to see very early on that I'm a leader in the making. Yeah, I know that you, people want to have the crab in a barrel kind of mentality. They want to hold you down. They don't want to give you all that you need to know um, in one sitting because, you know, they get intimidated by you and what you can do. But your intimidation, unfortunately, doesn't redirect the GPS that God put on my life. Like at some point, you got to get gangster enough that people start to look at your, your actions and it's so loud that it confuses them. You heard the commentator, Buddy is winning with one shoe? <laughs> what? We didn't even hear the names of the other runners. There was somebody else in third, somebody else's good grandbaby still in second. We didn't even hear the rest of that. It was just like, Caprudo, Buddy, like you doing something with the one shoe. And that's the thing about life. When people are so fast to count you out, but then when you start to go ahead and win with that discomfort, 
with that, you know, in- inconsistent thing that may or may not have happened to you, they so quick to call you out. But as soon as the situation happens and you overcome, now they want to call on you. Oh, Caprudo. <laughs> Before it was, ah, no Kenyan has ever won. Yeah, you know, the, now it's like, oh, oh now you're you putting some respect on his name. <laughs> oh, oh, and that's what you're doing now, huh? And And that's where I want us to be. I want your stance. I want your posture. I want your mindset on when. There's no other gauge. I don't care what happens to the circumstances around me. I don't care what happens to me, through me, or or whatever it is. As long as God is for me, I'm going to win. Unless God shut down that Olympic lane, unless God shut down that particular game, unless God made it where he could not get there, the only way that you should accept the no is if God closed that door. If you did everything that you can do, if you went ahead and, and pushed through whatever it is that was in front of you, the only no that is accepted should be God's no. Because we know that in his no, there's protection. There's a reason for the redirection. But it probably is rerouting you to your win in an alternate way. The only way you should accept, ah, I should have or I could have, but I didn't, is if God puts something in the midst to redirect you. As long as the lane remains open, it should be a clear unadulterated yes and you put your natural capabilities in that particular lane whatever God gave you I don't care if it looks like listen you the only worker in your particular organization in your particular department that wants to see something change you're the only one that cares about this particular child the way that they should be cared about you're the only one that cares about this particular family member you're the only one you're the only one I don't care if you were the only one in whatever lane that God gave you if God gave you that lane then you're the only one that's going to win in that You don't need to get other people to help you. You don't need them to go ahead and contort the rules, bend the policies, do all the things. You know what? You have to have this degree to be qualified for this seat. But for you, I'll go ahead. No, sometimes you don't need that kind of favor. Sometimes the only favor you need is to go ahead and believe in yourself enough to say, well, (laughs) the door's still open, so I'm still going to walk through it, and I'm going to keep walking through it, and I'm going to keep walking through it until God closes it. Please live a life that is so loud in your actions that it confuses people. I would have loved to see if Caputo was mic'd up. Like, what would he have said? What was he saying in his head? That, that would be one of the first questions I would have asked. What was in your mind when you went ahead and um, saw that one of your shoes came off? Like, did you, were you like, mm-mm, I'm an Olympics, there's no way, I gotta win. Like, what, what did you do to override what you saw? How did you override the ooh that the crowd may have heard that we didn't hear because it's being televised, but that you're there live? Oh, my goodness. To pick a brain of of such championship, I would have loved it. And you know, I'm always going to revert back to something in the Bible because I was like, okay, I thought about all the things that I could have possibly connected this conversation to. But the one thing, one little snippet that I was like, yo, that's pretty dope. I wanted to read from Luke 9. And I wanted to read about Herod's confusion. Now Herod, to give you a little bit of a backdrop, he went ahead and killed John the Baptist. 
because, you know, just got to go ahead and do <laughs> what this particular woman asked for. And ultimately it was demonic because he wanted to stop the spread in the word of God. But um, what Herod didn't know was that Jesus was going to send out the disciples um, two by two. Okay. Uh, that Jesus was getting ready to do some things and uh, let them know, yeah, we getting ready to spread uh, the word even the more. Like yet John's whole existence was to literally pave the way, make the way, and let it be known that Jesus is Jesus is in town, sir. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, turn from your sins, clean your ways. Like, yeah, I'm, I, that's just pretty much he had a 140 characters was his calling. 40, 140 characters or less. And so sometimes people think when they can hush something one way that it's a permanent hush, but what you don't realize is that you just muted one person. It's still a whole nother program behind this. Yeah, so, but, buddy, it's a whole bunch of channels. And I thought it was very timely that out of all the times I could have read this, that this is the one time that this jumped out at me. So Luke 9, you know, I read from the NLT version. We're going to read from verse 7. It says, when Herod Atapas, the ruler of Galilee, I'm sorry, Galilee, heard about Everything Jesus was doing, he was puzzled. Some were saying that John the Baptist had raised from the dead. Eight. Others thought Jesus was Elijah or one of the other prophets risen from the dead. Nine. I beheaded John, Herod said. So who is this man about who I heard such stories? And he kept trying to see him. Let's read that again. This is Buddy talking. I beheaded John, Herod said. So who is this man about who I hear such stories? And he kept trying to see him. What is it about your ability to overcome that makes people stand behind you even if they didn't like you, even if they didn't see that you would make it this far, even if it was, I thought I stopped this. And so now there is this uncanny, just gravitational pull that says, I thought I stopped it, but now I want to pay attention to what, what's not stopping. I thought I put a halt in that. Wh- who or what is this that is overriding what I thought was done? challenge to you I need you to start looking at your circumstances as if they are just added seasonings to your story so that when you're able to tell this story you can say I want an entire race with one shoe the Olympic race it was televised it was in front of a live audience and though it was inconvenient it didn't stop me And although it wasn't ideal, I didn't succumb to that. I need you to start looking at those situations as seasoning to the story of your life. But he had no shoe. 
There was no Kenyan that won this race. He had to jump over things that were higher than hurdles. And then over the hurdle, it was strategically placed water puddles. I don't know what this kind of racing is called. I wanted to look it up, but I got so excited and I called you first because I'm like, how many obstacles does he have to get through in order for him to win? But it's not about the obstacle. It's about how you get through the challenge to get to your calling, to get to the thing that God said is yours, to get to the desire in your heart. How how bad would he have felt going home, being just third with one shoe? You think he would have said, nah, it's all right, I have one shoe. When you knew that in your past you already conquered that, you ran with, with no shoes. This should have been a breeze doing it with one. So this should really be the highlight to you of stop crying to God about moving something, about changing something, and stop conforming to something that you are already aware of. That's why the story of Peter walking on water will always get me slightly irritated because why did the waves and the, and the storm distract Peter when Peter is a fisherman? Where does a fisherman work? In the sea. What does a fisherman see at some point in their career? waves and storms so why was that the thing that sunk him just like with Caputo you ran with no shoes before so you let one shoe be the thing to stop you hats off to you sir hats off for you knowing I dominate here this ain't new to me. <laughs> I dominate here. This ain't new to me. People talking about me, that ain't new to me. People disappointing me, that ain't new to me. Me not having a whole bunch of money in the bank, that's not new to me. Me not knowing something but having the passion enough to go ahead and pursue it, that's not new to me. So when new circumstances come and it connects to what's not new to you, you dare fail in that? Absolutely not. Check, please. You feel me? Yo. I really need you to go on the YouTube thing to see it yourself. Like this is literally one of the most groundbreaking, encouraging things that I have seen. Not only was was the whole entire race looking like, what? How many, what, is that water? Is it raining? Oh no, they literally put water there. Oh, okay. I need you to see this for yourself. Capruto, K-I-P-R-U-T as in Tom, O. I need you to see that grandbaby. And if it's nothing in you that connects to what the heck am I complaining about, I dare not go ahead and, and just succumb to the circumstances that are not ideal, then you need to watch it again. But you should go ahead and not only come out of this conversation, not only go see that YouTube situation on NBC Sports, but you should walk away from that like there are no such thing as excuses. Unless God completely removes me from something, I'm going to run with everything in me. You're going to have to stop the entire race before I stop within the race. Do you understand that? <sighs> Bruh, yo, I got to I feel like you got what you needed because I feel like, yo, I got to run this off. Real talk, I'm probably going to have to go talk to my husband, run, jog, do something. But I feel like you got what you needed. You know what these conversations are? They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that you can't dare say that you didn't know better so that you can start doing better. You understand? I will talk to you later. I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go because I'm going to watch the video again. That's how hype I am. You understand? I'll talk to you later. Later.